You're listening to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. Mike knows like so, like the biggest names in comedy. Dude, you gotta see this guy's fucking show list. He like has like the biggest names on uh, in comedy on his on his show. It's kind of unreal, Mike, how you do that. The best po- panel pod on the internet. And this is what the show's about, Nick. Did we have our finger on the pulse of America's uh, trends. What are the topics, Mike? What are the topics? This whole day can suck a thousand fucking dicks. Yeah, boy. Welcome to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. From Muscatine to the Silver Street. Wait, it's a podcast? From Muscatine, Iowa to your AirPods? Here's Mike. I'm Mike Bridenstine. Shout out Rick Gonzalez. Shout out Bad Planet. Shout out to my unpaid announcer, Tony Tone Loconsole. Hi, everybody. I don't know if you heard about this, but I have the world's greatest panel. Crystal Adams is back. You can stream her album, Ain't I a Wombat, probably wherever you're listening to this. Maddie Collins is here. First time. I had her on my show at the Glendale Room. She's hilarious. And she's in Gen Z. She's our new young people correspondent, I decided just now. John Durnell is back from IMDb Weed. And Jared Logan is back, my second friend in comedy. He has a half hour on Comedy Central. He's been on James Corden and Best Week Ever. And he has albums you can stream. Okay, I think that's it for the intros. Right away when I posted this on Patreon, I think we're talking about George Clooney right at the top. And right away, I got messaged that Rosemary Clooney is a very famous actress related to George Clooney. So don't message me. I've already been corrected. There's probably more that you should also not correct me about. (laughs) All right. If you don't already, please click follow when you're ready. When I get you there, if if you're new, welcome. Once I get you there, click follow. So without further ado, here are Crystal, Maddie, John, and Jared. Jared, if I wanted to read Stephen King book and I and I hadn't since elementary school and I thought it was cool and probably didn't read it, uh, would, nah. I, would I start with Carrie or what? Or would I start? That's a good one to start with. The thing I would recommend people not do is pick one of his mid to late career one thousand pagers, which I think people try to start with it because it's the most well known and yeah. it's like. Don't start on it. He was fucking coked up and nuts the whole time he wrote that, and it's a thousand pages long. Yeah. Start with something like Carrie or Salem's Lot. Misery Lie. is great. Misery's yeah, misery is good. Yeah. I started with it, and uh, it's because I had nothing to do in high school. But uh... <laughs> right. I was in elementary school, and it was like it looked impressive to have. I think that like I just liked having it. I don't even. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. There's kids. It was. It was bad. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of slurs in there, stuff you can't say anymore. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, you know about the scene toward the end of it where the kids all have sex with the one female kid in order to save themselves from the evil of Pennywise? What? I did not read it. There's an orgy yeah. scene, and it happens oh, no. in the kids' chapters, not the adult chapters. Oh, my God. <laughs> Does he not remember writing Cujo or something like that? <laughs> uh, he said he didn't remember writing. Uh, I Recording think it's, um, in progress. It's I think it's the one uh, about the, the werewolf, cycle of the werewolf he doesn't remember writing. That's pretty fun. But if you read on writing where he talks yeah, about yeah, his yeah. career, he talks all about his drug problem and it's and his history. It was really interesting. Do you like him? Are you like a Stephen King guy? 
I love Stephen King. Okay. Um, I, I will admit that there are better writers in some ways. In some ways. Mm-hmm. I was actually wrong. You could start with it because he's so he's so good at being readable and like. No, I like it, it wasn't a hard weird. read. I mean, no. I will I will admit to that. I mean, it just it wasn't hard at all. But it was he's just, too you know, popular to be a hard read. I mean, that's just my cynical view of people. I think, but uh, I guess that's you're probably right on that. Yeah, like it's too <laughs> popular to be like dense and good. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I mean, not, not. I mean, like, the, you, saw, you saw how Fifty Shades blew up, and I mean, that was right, exactly. Like, McDonald's. I always McDonald's is the best restaurant. Yeah, Fifty not. Shades. <laughs> if you try to read it, like, it's truly like dog shit. Like, it's written yeah. like one of the gutter internet articles that are at the bottom of every website. Like, it's truly written by someone who feels illiterate. Yeah. And I, I could I could only read maybe a couple of pages before I was like, nah, I'm not going any further. I, I don't yes. care if this is what America yes, likes. So steamy hot, it doesn't matter though, right? Uh, is it? Is When it feels like it's coming from someone who might not be educated, it's not too steamy. I guess. This is what a dumb person gets horny from. <laughs> Well, know. isn't like the thing that they always like edge like he he never actually has sex with her for a long time, and instead they do this like bondagey stuff, but it's never like scary, like actually intense bondage. It's always kind of like safe, kind of like like it's it's like loosely tied ropes, right? It's like transgressive literature if you've never left Missouri. It's like. Uh, if you know 18 people uh, and you think bachelorette parties are really fun, that's uh, if you would wear if you would wear a penis necklace to a comedy club, you think Fifty Shades of Grey is way. That's most extreme. people. That's most people. I don't. I don't. I'm not familiar. I just know that the I watch billions for the Paul Giamatti bondage scenes. That's what I'm saying. It's real. Like when he gets peed on. That's hot to me. A weird person. Um, I don't know. I've we can watch billions. You've never watched happen? billions? Okay, that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, I missed an episode. Maybe I, I've only seen one, but I did not see anyone get the urinated first on. scene of billions. He gets peed on by Maggie Siff. Oh no, no, I saw like a later. I didn't watch like the first one. I was trying to, you know, I try to catch up to see what people are enjoying, you know. And I was like, Do oh. you guys know the exact time code that scene happens at? Yeah, because I need to stop. zero 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 to zero. Yeah, it's the, all right. Breaking Bad starts with him in his underwear, and you're like, what's it going to be? Like, what what caused this? And Paul G. Mighty getting peed on, I think, is the first scene of the pilot of the opening. I got to go back and see the pilot. (laughs) Now this show seems pretty awesome. Right? I love Billions. I might get Showtime again just for Billions. I really enjoy it. Oh. Wow, I I had a different idea of it. Yeah. I mean, is that a reoccurring thing? Is it is it something that I get, you know, used to? Paul Giamatti, he's the DA of New York, and part of his thing... It's kind of his kryptonite, his Achilles heel, is that, boy, he loves getting whipped and shit, as as uh. like a thing. The rest of it is like, that's like the most plausible part of the whole show. <laughs> the rest of it is like, his wife is works for the company that he, like, for a billionaire that has to oversee, he has to oversee, and it's like, it's pretty wild. But All right. I really enjoy that show. Not the bondage parts. I was just kidding about that. From Amistad to being, pay- didn't he play John Adams in Amistad? Like the career. No, Anthony Quinn. Had. Anthony, oh, Qu- Anthony Quinn. Okay. Anthony Quinn plays John Quincy played- Adams. 
He's definitely played like some sort of magistrate. Of he has some played sort. John Adams in the show. John Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's yeah. Right. Oh my god. He plays a character I'm... in Private Parts called like Pig Fuck or something. Mm-hmm. The Howard Stern movie. I'm honestly jealous. Everything that you said, I want it. You know. You want that career? <laughs> You're like. These are things I've missed out on. (laughs) Absolutely. I want that peed on television money. That's what I want. Uh. Uh, Don't we all? His father was the commissioner of baseball who banned Pete Rose for life. Oh. A. Bartlett Giamatti. He was the president of Yale, and he banned Pete Rose for life as commissioner of baseball for gambling. President of Yale. When will I ever learn about an actor who did not have actor parents or a dad who was the president of yale when will i one day (laughs) hear about a famous actor who just grew up in michigan and then became an actor like there's literally none it feels like what about karachi grew up in karachi yeah (laughs) oh yeah you're talking about kumail yeah uh all right all right there's one we got one we got one Short list. Yeah. Short list. It's called the Kumail list. Here comes. I think George Clooney doesn't have any. Um... He's from Kentucky. Yeah, I don't think Clooney has any sort of famous parents or powerful parents. I could yeah. be wrong. On and that. I'm pretty sure they don't allow people from Kentucky into <laughs> Yale. So I'm... Yeah. There's, there's... Well, I mean, I'm from Tennessee. I'm pretty sure. I... <laughs> <laughs> Madeline Claire. Look at that. Uh, do you have famous parents? <laughs> <laughs> or any any attachment to Yale? Do you have any attachment to the Yale University? No. Nope. Were you in Skull and Bones in any way? <laughs> All right. I have a question. My first question was going to be about reboots, actually, because Frasier is coming back. Do you think oh, eventually? Wow. Are you excited about it? Coming back? I don't, I just I didn't know. I it shocked me. <laughs> I mean. I, 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 so, so there, I like a so Frasier bring- gasp. But that's my favorite. Crystal, type of Crystal reacted like you find someone. You find out someone is dead. That's how she reacted to a Frasier she reboot. She gave the yeah. The, I just found out somebody is dead. Gasp for Frasier's coming back. I like that. I'm expressive. <laughs> Listen, tell me something else I don't know. You'll see. Wow. Okay. I mean, right. it, it feels right. like the ideas are really lost because if Frasier's coming back and they're redoing Quantum Leap, I I don't know what year I'm living in anymore. Right. That's my. Do you think there's ever going to be? I know there's a show called Reboot that makes fun of it, but do you think that there's ever going to be a backlash where people are like, "We like new stories too," you know? Do you think that'll ever no. happen? Will people no. get sick? No, just existing IP forever and ever. They, I think no. there's already a little bit of a backlash, right? I mean, um, but it, it doesn't matter because what's happened is the executives do math. And the math is based on you can only get people to watch something if they've heard of it. I mean, like in the most pessimistic kind of like if you turn art into an equation, that's what you learn. Right. And so Mm. that's what we're going to get like until society changes and uh, is no longer capitalists and the socialists rise up and uh, burn the factories. I like this message. Five months. Uh, <laughs> Frazier caused a nationwide. I say factories like people still work in factories. I guess some people do. Thanks, Bill yeah, Clinton. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, the monsters. I mean, didn't Rob Zombie just do that? He did. He did yeah. do the monsters. It's just, it's really bad. There's just no new ideas coming out right now. I watched but... the monsters, and that was a great experiment in can we make a movie that follows none of the rules of making a movie? <laughs> like, it doesn't have a three act structure. It's like Rob Zombie was just like, and then some more stuff happens to the monsters, and now it's <laughs> over. <laughs> Well, was it supposed to be a TV show that just didn't happen? And they're like, ah, here's the first three episodes. That's, we'll make it a movie. I think it got reverse White Lotus, where White Lotus clearly supposed to be an hour and a half movie that they yeah. turned into like a show because of that. They'll allow that on TV, but not in like a movie. White Lotus would have been an amazing 90 minute movie. Instead, yeah. like it was like, we're still doing this. Like we're still drawing this out sort of Wait, thing. Brett, are you sure White Lotus was supposed to be a movie? I'm not saying it just felt to me like oh, a 90 okay. minute movie that hmm. they made into what was it? 10 parts, five parts. I think it might've been eight, eight yeah. parts. Yeah. That's how they do it these days. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's Jared's Jared has a joke about how movies are the bad ones. Now and TV is the good ones. And he's the only person who's thought of that. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, I'm prepared paraphrase. It's okay to quote the greats, but uh, <laughs> oh, God. I think I think about that more than like more because it's like yeah, TV shows they allow you to breathe a little bit. Well, I really do think it has to do with uh, like who has money, and if you look at who has money, then you get to see who's deciding what art is, and unfortunately, it's a bunch of. People that just want more money and don't actually care about art. So, yeah, I agree with what Jared's saying. We're just that people are just looking at the numbers. And um, and that's why, you know, I know not everybody loved it, but uh, that's why we we uh, we lose things like Lovecraft Country. Um, yeah. What happened to I the just, Watchmen? The Watchmen fucking rule. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah. That's watched... a reboot in a way, though. That's I know. A graphic novel. Yeah, I liked it very much, but like also, if you've never read the graphic novel, Watchmen would be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't do any work at all to like let you know who the people are before they're like, "This guy's on Mars. Good luck." Like, it's so right. crazy. <laughs> this is a naked guy with like nuclear that. power. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. That's it. what's weird to me is a lot of the reboots are like in order to watch this you need to have read something or watched the old show or seen two other movies like yeah that's really nuts that uh, like (laughs) in 2006 you couldn't make something like that yeah and now everything is like that Mm -hmm. it's really crazy like all the marvel movies are connected yes oh uh, like a lot of movies well like coming to america right like they did the whole thing where they assumed most of their audience hadn't already seen the original. So then they just spliced in yes. from the original movie. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of reboots are doing that now, like, or like even like Ghostbusters, I feel like they do very heavy handed, like, here you go. Cobra Kai here's, does that. Here's the original concept. Well, you are going fair- to watch that movie with this new one. Like, in fairness, <laughs> Cobra Kai had to, I mean, like they're, these are only teens who they were Dude, like originally Col- getting. Cobra Kai. Okay, they're a little like OCD though. They cut to a, a like a scene in Karate Kid Two, where this little girl is on this pole and he has to climb up and go get her. They show us that scene, then they cut to modern day where they get that actress, like mm. 
from whatever regular person job she's had since like 1987. <laughs> and we're like, we got her. Like everybody, like we don't need that probably. You know, it's really, uh, it gets really nuts because I heard the next season of Cobra Kai is just Karate Kid 3 cut into half hour chunks. <laughs> See, I would watch that. Wait, wasn't that the next, or wait, no, the fourth one was the next Karate Kid. Yes, with okay. Swank. Yeah. Yes. Who is 48 and pregnant. Uh, well, they'll they'll, oh, they'll right. push her into the show too. They'll 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 wedge her in. She they'll hits her head her. on a stool at the end. That would make a great reality <laughs> show. Forty eight and Nick. pregnant. That's from a movie that actually. That's a spoiler to a movie. I won't tell you which movie Uh-oh. it spoils, but it does. Is Paul spoil. Giamatti in it? Yeah, it's Billion Dollar Baby. <laughs> and that's the one. Billion Dollar Baby. Um, oh, this is the opposite of that that last question, I guess. But the movie Bros flopped, and I saw a headline that said, "Like, is it okay to let gay art bomb?" Um, this, that movie just kind of felt like a rental. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. How did you guys feel about it? Okay, I will say, as someone who saw it in the theaters, I I think the marketing fucked them. I think they were like because. I saw the trailer, right? And I thought it was going to be like a meta take on a rom-com about how this gay guy is writing a rom-com while also living a rom-com, like very like ham-fisted rom-com centric. And it, that rom-com thing was a 30 second throwaway joke. And the rest of it had nothing to do with that. And it was just a classic out and out funny movie that, just had Billy Eichner in it and it was gay also. And uh, so they tricked America. That's what they did. Yeah. And I feel like we're like, well, we don't want to watch a movie about a gay guy writing a rom com. And it's like, it wasn't that at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. huh. Yeah. Um, all, don't all movies flop now except for Top Gun? Yeah. Maverick? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> again, I mean, it's, but again, movie. yeah. Yeah, you're again. You're using old material to make your big budget blockbuster. Like you can't just do it on your own anymore. I watched uh, "Don't Worry, Darling" in the theater, and it was full. And I thought, "Boy, this is not good." Is what I thought. Well, I, was yeah, I saw it too, and it, it was not good. Yeah, I think the only reason why the were you in the same full? theater? Maybe. How <laughs> <laughs> was that? I only watch movies where. Nicole Kidman's weird face tells me it's okay to be at movies again. That's, yeah, that's like. so. That's every. Isn't that every? No, it's only AMC. AMC. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's all I've gone to. So I was like, she's everywhere. Um, I like but, her uh... unhuman face <laughs> telling me that movies are cool. Yeah. yeah I, I was never going to see. I've never watched a rom com in a theater. So, yeah, never. Um, to me, rom-coms are for at home when I'm cozy. Yeah, um, yeah. And I know I'm not the only person that, that feels that way. Also, uh, usually rom-coms, especially ones that are made on this scale, are typically released around Valentine's Day. So October was a weird choice. Um, and like we're getting yeah, ready for spooky I, season. Exactly. And so Spook I do feel really sad. I, I feel really sad that it, it flopped as hard as it did. But I think... I think it felt to me like they wanted to try to see, could this have legs if we said these things about it, right? Um, As opposed to trying to appeal to what is like, I guess the heterosexual base. I think they really wanted to avoid that 
at every step of the making of and even the marketing of this movie. Wait, say that again. So, they wanted to avoid what now? They wanted to avoid just trying to appeal to the heterosexual oh. base, oh. right? So even when it came to like filling the movie with their stars, right? They could have gone for some stars that are more recognizable to the rest, you know, all of us heteros, whatever. But like they did it. Hey, they they had Scarface from Half Baked. He is very recognizable. <laughs> Wait, so they when they, they market the movie, they were like, "Hey, straight people, it's okay for you to watch a gay love thing, right, everybody?" And then I mean, that's kind of how they were selling it because they were like, "Oh, come on, who doesn't love gay people?" Do you think it's okay that a gay movie or a gay love story movie did a gay movie? I don't know what it's we're supposed to say. Uh, that it did bad, or do you think that, um, like, is that like, is it okay, or do you, is it like a troubling sign, or is it anything? Well, can I can I say something about this? Is more about movies in general, but maybe it yeah. answers your question. Again, it's like this hyper capitalistic view of what makes a successful movie. Like, you have forty eight hours, and if you don't make <laughs> yeah. as much money as The Dark Knight, you're fucking dog shit. Like, what a crazy yeah. lens to view the success or failure of something on. You know, I only know about sci-fi and fantasy movies usually, but like, I heard that The Thing, which people go to like see now, The Thing by John Carpenter, yeah. was considered a flop when it came out. And now it's like the one sci-fi movie everybody always brings up, the one horror movie everybody yeah. always brings up. So these things, if they're good, live on forever. And if, you know, things that won the Oscar or that made a lot of money get forgotten. So, like, I really that find box office yeah. debate, like, so, like, who could give a shit? Like, yeah. it yeah. only if matters to the studios. Good, you know? Well, I guess it matters yeah. toward what they'll make, which is unfortunate, but... Yeah, right, office exactly. space. Now, if it was if it was gay and black and flopped, oh no, absolutely <laughs> well, not. <laughs> well, we wouldn't have allowed that though. We would have shown up. We'd have been like, we're going to show up either way. Like, if we did for Black Panther, like we were all out there. We're like, they may well, never give us a superhero black. movie again. Yeah, so. well, <laughs> you'll show up for on November twenty second for Black Panther two. Oh yes, yes, we will in our church <laughs> finest. It looks yes. good to me. In our daishiki <laughs> finest. I, I, I mean, Mike, you'll be there too. Don't act like you won't. Look at me. I'm there, baby. I'm there. As long, hey, listen, as long as they bring back the one white character, Everett Ross, I'm in. Right. Well, they have to. They have to. Come on. Um, okay, I've been paying attention to this thing called Butterboards. Do you, okay, so you take, yeah. what is that? You take yeah. a, like a charcuterie board. You put a fuckload of butter on it, and then you put stuff into the butter, and you set it out at a party tray, and or as a party tray, and it's like a less, or I guess, like, Maddie, do you want to say what it is if I'm getting yeah. it? Yeah, oh my god, I'm all over this. Uh, <laughs> it's on TikTok. I'm very on TikTok. If you can't tell, I'm TikTok's demographic. Um, She's a child. Yes. Uh, <laughs> see Minion Stuffed Animal on my bed. Uh <laughs> There's like, it's like a, it's like a cutting board basically that you cover with softened butter and then you like sprinkle it with salt and then you put little things on top of it. Like, you know, little, a lot of people put like edible flowers on top of it. Um, and basically it's 
instead of having like a stick of butter that you like cut off and then you like butter your bread with it's like that but you like swipe your bread through it and it's like a dip at a party how many have you made i have made zero because i don't eat dairy but I look at them and they're very pretty. <laughs> but you love those videos and you do. I love is them. It, <laughs> is it like a like a brunch type of thing? Or you would bring this even at an evening? I it feel like, like a brunch. Whenever, you know, like. Uh-huh. It's and in place think- of a charcuterie board. So wherever you're charcutering. Or it's an addition yeah. to, I think. Okay. Because it's like, you're like, you have your meat, you have your cheese. But then you also, like, if you were to make, like, a fresh-baked, like, focaccia or something, and you, like, want to dip it in some nice butter or something like that. I've also seen it done with ricotta. Okay, so I've seen I- two two headlines about it. One was, like, this is what Gen Z or millennials are doing because because meats and cheeses too exp- too spendy for them. <laughs> and the second thing is somebody being, like, don't put – don't – like ruin these like cutting boards with butter <laughs> like you're getting into the the scars and ruining them you psychopaths and so Can i don't go know. back to that first headline gen z can't afford meat what is what are you talking about <laughs> like charcuterie the meat. millennials in gen z are eating butter now is a really strange erroneous they don't have yeah. charcuterie <laughs> and i feel money. like edible flowers would be just as expensive as cheese right like also butter is expensive right now right yeah so gen z just not eating money. jared i don't and know, I'm, you know i'm seeing these okay first of all these gen z people that they're that are making these videos have like marble wall-to-wall kitchens so i think they yeah. can afford meat and cheese okay. Okay. it sounds like some, it does it does sound like somebody with time on their hands right they're like doing also, this on their private yeah jet. no one is looked yeah. poor i will say no one is looked poor no also no. i put it on your on kitchen TikTok. island yeah i'm i'm very on tiktok and this has not made it to my side of tiktok um so this is fascinating Here's my question. Um, of all the people you've seen making these, these they're all white. Yeah, that's yeah. well. That's yeah. exactly. I mean, I, How did you I know that? She yeah. said her side. It was co- it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's just say I was going to ask, what are the racial makeup? There were context race? clues involved. I knew it wasn't yeah. a crazy question. Like, my side doesn't see a lot of cheese plates anyway. So, like, let alone butter plates. You know, with edible flowers on them. They're rolling little salami roses and then, yeah. Will yeah. black TikTok show up for black butterboards? That's the question. Well, well my first thought when I saw I'll the butterboard was like, this is super unhygienic, right? Like, it's like, oh, that's not COVID safe. You're taking a bite of your bread and then you're swiping it through the community board of mm, bread. Definitely not COVID safe. Not okay. And then it just. Is it, there's a lot of disgusting things about it, but yeah, at the same but time, what I will say is, if I got to a party and they had one, I'd be pretty excited. I know, right? Because <laughs> that means this is this is a party that's going to probably have like endless wine, and I mean, this is going to be a nice party. Yeah, yeah. and and Marvel young board. people who have TikTok, <laughs> right? And meat. <laughs> there's going to be meat in that fridge. Yeah, check it out. I just want to. I'm gonna go to a, I'm gonna go to a millennial party and they'll have done it wrong. It's gonna be the meat and the butter, and they're like, "Okay, you take the meat and you slide it through the butter." <laughs> uh, uh, that's for that's if you're on keto. 
Ink and butter parties. Mm. Yeah, keto butter butter parties. Um, okay, Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Apparently, this is this is happening. So that means that Trump is coming back to Twitter, maybe, or he's. Uh. Do you kind of just? Here's what I want. I want you to see if you agree with me. I just want maybe maybe Twitter gets ruined and no one gets to have no one has to know what Twitter is anymore. Do you just kind of want it? over with I want it for it to die yeah to yeah die. i'm ready yeah. for something else i'm okay with that i liked <laughs> myspace i liked it and it had to go away <laughs> um, like my goodness it's like i liked my eight track player like how old are you gonna sound like? 43 i liked myspace myspace was good for brido <laughs> uh-huh. i think uh isn't twitter already kind of looked as like an old person's uh social media platform at this point that's a question for Maddie. It, maybe if <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe yeah Maddie if Trump comes for back, I'll finally quit Twitter and I'll learn how to make a TikTok. I mean, I know how to make a TikTok, but I'll make myself make TikToks instead of tweeting. Will you still end your TikToks by saying, "Is this how you make a TikTok?" <laughs> <laughs> I did that for an Instagram video the other day, listeners. <laughs> they they know they follow you rapidly. Sure. Uh, Maddie, is TikTok is Twitter uncool and old people shit, or what? Or is it? Well, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm just old enough yeah. to like kind of start to be uncool now. I don't know. I say this in my <laughs> mid twenties. Um, so I am like, I don't know. I, I, I still remember the days where you could find porn on Tumblr. Yeah, so for sure. I feel like, uh, I feel like Twitter might be going the way of like Tumblr where I mean, like, you can still make a Tumblr account. It's just like... <laughs> I heard Tumblr is coming you, back. You know? I mean, honestly, I read... Everything's coming apps. back. Brida, that's what we're learning. Yeah, Everything's yeah, yeah. Everything's coming back. Yeah. It's You'll get right? your MySpace soon enough. Man, one time yeah. I went to a, I went to Bar 107 downtown when Matt Dwyer was bartending. When comedians would hang out at Bar 107. And I was sitting next to this guy who's like a, like a real douche. And I really did not like him. And then someone's like, uh, some like someone like knew who he was and freaked out. And I was like, oh, what's that about? And he's like, I'm the head of Tumblr. And I remember thinking it was really mm. impressive. And he and I he goes, oh, you think I'm cool now, don't you? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. But, <laughs> but now, but when it went away, I thought about oh, that no. a lot. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I want as soon as it sold to Yahoo, like people stopped using it. Like yeah. people started crashing the site. Like. I, I actually saw when Twitter was announced that it would be like Elon would be buying it. A lot of people on Twitter were saying like, we should tank the stock price of this or whatever in the same way that we tanked Tumblr's stock price because they just like kind of made it a terrible platform to use and like no, a lot of users left and all that stuff. I don't know. The, 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 um, the thing that I think is like kind of most similar to like MySpace now is like be real, where you get like your oh my God, be real. friends, you know, <laughs> and you just like post little snapshots of your day. And it's like, okay, I feel like that's like the modern top eight. It's like you have your closest of close friends. And you it's called be real. real. I don't even know what this is. No, no. So, so Ooh, be real. Don't know what be real. No. <laughs> uh, let me see if I. Can I know explain who it. be real is, but not what be real is. <laughs> be real. Let, let me know if I got this right. So, um, it, it it times you, and you need to take a pick of whatever you're doing at certain times, and then it it keeps track of whether you've taken the pick, and it keeps track of whether you try to take it later. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so this is supposed to. And also, to if you've show, retaken it. If you've retaken it. So this is supposed to show, you know, your real life. But the thing I think is hilarious is like, it assumes that everyone is carefully cultivating their Instagram to look amazing. And my Instagram is already like pictures of me in a parking lot, like <laughs> about, about to buy hardware. You know what I mean? Like, it's... he's already too real. Yeah. I'm already real, baby. That's what that's what my partner Max was saying. I was like pitching be real to them. And then they were just like, um, that's my Instagram story. Like yeah. they post Instagram stories like from the toilet. Like it's not Max does. Oh, they're, yeah. yeah, they're very real on right. Instagram. But I take like two months to post something to my grid because I'm like, it has to look right. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of the perfect app for me. <laughs> If anything, be real would be making me post seven times what I normally post. Right. Yeah. 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 The thing is, is that I think, well, I don't know. I know that there's a generational thing. And I think there's also a thing with like men and women, right? Like I think with guys, I think there's a lot of guys who already just threw up their hands when it came to social media because they're like, I'm never going to get as many likes as, you know, somebody with boobs you know or you know this girl with her ass out so who cares right versus like for women it's like well we know if we do a little bit more or show a little bit more like put a little bit more makeup we know that like that counts for something and so I think this actually could maybe is really helpful to kind of retrain the brain to just like not give a fuck about what these algorithms say. So it's the platform for the fellas. All right. (laughs) We're coming back, baby. Back to the top. Can you guys tell that I have a little bit of makeup on right now? Life foundation. So natural. Whenever I do something, like I do a commercial or something, they put makeup on me. I look better. I'm not going to lie. I look look better. I like a little light makeup. On me. The <laughs> yeah, for sure. But not to cover up acne in sixth grade because you don't know what you're doing and the kid at school will catch you and it'll be worse than if you had just a zit on your face. Wow. I, I, heard I, I learned it. that lesson too. I had happened to me. Yeah. That's resonating with me. Yeah, my sure. mom get, oh, my no. mom showed me how to do cover up and then I did it and then I thought I was fooling everybody. <laughs> Turns out, no, there weren't makeup tutorials in 1992. Just bullies at school. Anyway, (laughs) Uh, we needed needed YouTube back then. You could have come in and looked fabulous. Here's how you cover a zit, right? So you don't get called pizza face when you're 12. Everybody'd be like, Mike looks so fresh today. Poor thing. <laughs> it feels so bad. You think they would have said that in Muscatine, Iowa? Me too. Yeah. Um, if you had a YouTube tutorial, you would have come in looking nice. <laughs> Mike looks. Mike's skin looks great today. Right? <laughs> um, we had Stridex is what we had. Anyway, uh, Herschel Walker. Um, okay, so he paid for an abortion. He's this is a guy running for Senate oh, yeah. in Georgia. Uh, the, the scandal is that he's running as like no abortions in any case. And so the Republicans are rallying around him. So basically I already think I know the answer to this, but so the part one that I think I know the answer to is the letter next to your name is the only thing that matters now. Or so I guess, uh, that's part one, part two, do scandals still matter in politics? No, I mean, no. Especially not abortion ones. I guess Nuri Martinez today, but other than that. 
she uh, said yeah. a bunch of racist shit yeah. and had to step down. Yeah, so I yeah, mean, like... it's it's really really bad that here in the U.S. I don't think there's any side that argues any point in good faith anymore. Right. Um, and that's what's upsetting because, you know, I, I have watched debates for, you know, political campaigns in other countries, and I won't agree with what they're saying, but I can still, like, they're making strong arguments, and you can tell that they're arguing in good faith. I don't see that happening here, and it's so disheartening. <laughs> Right, because yeah, it yeah. kind of all falls apart if you uh, if you don't argue in good faith. If if you can't like sometimes go, well, the Republicans made a point there, then it's all over. Like if it's yeah. just like if it's just like entrenched battle lines and us versus them always, that's a garbage country to live in, and it's the reality. We live in shit a shithole. Right. I mean, I remember when I was real little, each politician would have an overlapping view they were like i believe mm -hmm. in that but i'll add this that or the other but now yeah they're drawing hard lines in the sand and they're like nah, i will never go back on this i mean like mitch mcconnell just needs a warm body in that seat to vote however he wants is how mm -hmm. it kind of works right and then yeah. so it doesn't matter that he's got a mush brain and doesn't remember playing football or something well, listen, if you want to talk about a mush brain, if you want to talk about mush brain, let's talk about President Biden. <laughs> I oh think my God, that quote from him where he's like, um, like, if you have a dream, you know, push hard because. Yeah, well, wait, was that? That's, that's, that's a fun. That's a fun <laughs> game. I don't know if you're talking about Herschel Walker or Joe Biden. Joe I don't Biden. know. That would be a fun game. Who said this crazy thing? Which mush brain? Which mush brain? Joe Biden, he played football at Georgia and in the USFL, right? He was a Heisman winner and was on the when bobsled When he played, team. he had, like, the leather helmets, so uh, yeah. probably has brain damage. When Biden played? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, George Clooney's character in Leatherheads was actually based on Joe Biden. I yeah. feel like, I feel like uh, Biden ran as, like, the guy who was going to bring the country together. And to me, in a way, he did, because I don't hear anybody who voted for him defending him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and so the politics of, like, always defend the Democrat to the death or always defend the Republican to the death, like, maybe that we don't, maybe Joe Biden is, like, us being like, oh, I guess we don't need to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I feel like I feel like though, like liberals or like Democrats in general, like anyone kind of more left of center, um, has a pretty like easy time holding whatever pol politician that they like support accountable. You know, like I feel like scandals matter only insofar as like their base give a shit and like are willing to hold them accountable. You know? Yeah. Like like Al Franken. Al Franken. Right? Yeah. He. He took some photos of him being like, ha ha, like to a lady who was asleep. Like, well, yeah, I can't, not I'm like so a great move. Like, obviously but not worth, not worth him losing his seat in Senate, him, like everybody turning their back on him, treating him like a pariah. And then like, and versus like Trump is like, oh yeah, I regularly sexually assault women. And then the Republicans are like, eh, he's kidding. Right. I mean, I still don't know how Billy Bush lost his job. Billy that. Bush lost his job. <laughs> and he's and a Trump Bush. elected president of the United States. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> baffling. Just baffling. Yeah. yeah. So it really shows that they, 
truly don't care. If they, if they feel like a victory is in sight, doesn't matter what you said. Yeah, none of the Republicans but, liked Trump either, but they were like, oh, this is how we win, so... Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just... I, I really I, would love to distill, though, like, at some point. I don't know that we will ever, ever be able to, but I think Facebook, knowing for so long that the angriest of posts get the most traffic and therefore give them the most revenue, I really do feel like so much of that has to do with where we're at today. And I don't know how much or what the percentage is, but I think it's high. Yeah, they should have just allowed right. porno. And that means that would it... have gotten the highest percentages before. And then the world would have been a better place. You know? All of those tech billionaires got their money by racism and misogyny and like pushing that shit in the algorithm then. It was like in a weird mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So not only do you need to show shit uh, if you're a woman, show some cleave. You also, if you're a dude, can be like, fuck fuck joe biden wait so the yeah. ultimate post so the ultimate post is you show your breasts and say something anti-semitic yeah i think yeah. i think that's that right yeah yeah and then you win tiktok yeah yeah what's, what's sad is that if i find like the best instagram model i might find some anti-semitic 100 <laughs> percent. it's like why do i know who candace owens is yeah she's God. beautiful and terrible is why what a bitch yeah yeah. It's it's algorithmically the perfect personality. Yeah, damn it. That and that evil woman who runs like uh, the NRA. Like, you just yeah. get like this like an attractive evil person runs the internet. That's how it works. You guys have heard of Red Scare before, right? Like, <laughs> like two very hot women just saying super inflammatory stuff. They recently like did a podcast with like Alex Jones. Yeah. I haven't heard of this. Red oh, Scare got associated with like Chapo for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And then also, um, one of the girls from Red Scare was on the last season of Succession. The most recent. What? Season. Yeah. Who was she? Uh, she was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was it's not happening. I bet. Yeah. This is my Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Great. What Wait, 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 which character is she? The, the Comfrey, I think her name was, the, the blonde one that Cousin Greg had a crush on. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But because she did a podcast with Alex Jones, uh-huh. at least what I've heard, is that uh, they've written her out of the next season, so she's not oh, going to back. Boom. That's how this be crumbled. It's time for you yeah. to watch Billions. There's piss. There's whips. There's right away. There's Paul Come over to Billions. Nobody Come that's on. given Alex Jones a platform is on Billions. <laughs> Here at Showtime, we say no Alex Jones. So come on over to Billions, Succession people. <laughs> See, this, I'm so mad at Showtime because every now and then, like you said, they'll have one good one. I want to watch that Sinead O'Connor documentary, and it's only on Showtime. I want to watch it. I want to see. Showtime needs to stop it. They need to stop it and give their shit to HBO. Stop playing with us. <laughs> Like, Listen, look, really. they want to stick around. <laughs> they, they want to be a part of the party. They're Crystal, like, every now they and then we give, give you one. Crystal <laughs> Adams, come on over to come on over to Billions. There's piss. There's leather. <laughs> there's more piss. How much does a Showtime subscription cost here? Let's see. I looked at it for one show. As like a Hulu add-on, it's like fifty dollars a month. <laughs> Good 
Are you kidding me? I already me? have HBO, Hulu, Disney Plus. Like we can't. I can't anymore. I know. Showtime Crystal, was a cutoff. Crystal, you can afford Showtime. Yeah, four dollars a month. <laughs> they've made this now more expensive than cable to watch it's TV. The price of a, a Starbucks coffee you can have billions. <laughs> He'll say, also from Showtime, I just, uh, Yellow Jackets. There you go. That's what got me, that's what got me to get a subscription to Showtime. Showtime's crushing Well, you know what's weird? Watched, At my house, I we canceled everything you. but Showtime. Oh! So, it forces us to watch only Showtime. <laughs> my, my house has only stars. I've seen the movie Drillbit Taylor 14 times. Wait a second. What? <laughs> <laughs> I watch Jesus and Mero on repeat. <laughs> okay. So uh, I love that for you was really good on, on Showtime. Yeah. yeah. It's Crystal, Maddie, John, and Jared. Please click follow. If you enjoy my podcast at all, I'd love it if you would take a second and rate and review it on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks. There's still more show, but if you want video of this panel, if you want to see how the sausage gets made and what gets taken out, what everybody looks like, all of the non-verbal things that you're missing out on, all of them since March of 2020, that is on the show's Patreon, patreon.com forward slash bridal. Go only if you're not some sort of freeloading cheapskate. Thank you again to all my patrons. You keep the show going. You are all going to heaven. New on the Patreon this week, more World Series reviews. I'm in the baseball spirit in 1967 and 1968. That's the year of the pitcher. Find out what that means. Patreon.com forward slash Brido. I have a link tree in case you want all of my links. I'm Brido. I'm backslash Brido on there too. That's my Patreon, my albums, my Instagram, the show's Instagram, the Twitter, the YouTube, TikTok, everything. And also, please subscribe to my YouTube. I'm going to drop a special there, hopefully in a few months. I know I'm asking you to do a lot of things. Uh, if you're going to prioritize those, just click follow. If you want to see me do stand-up comedy, every Wednesday I'm at the Fable in Eagle Rock. Mike and Stacy Holmes are making award-winning cheeseburgers. And now every Friday I'm at the Glendale Room for a show called Flagship. If you're in Los Angeles and you don't come to one of those shows... You can fuck off and burn in hell. Okay, we'll get right back to the show after a brief word from our sponsors. What is the best way to handle the streaming wars? Judge all the content against each other. The Buffer Battle Podcast does just that. Joel and Tony are former radio co-hosts who pit two relevant pieces of content against each other every week to determine the winner of the week. From documentaries to dumb sitcoms, these two will help you decide who wins. And at the end of each month, they throw it all into a no-holds-bars cage match to see who wins the month. Often joined by special guests, including your boy Brido, to help decide the winners, tournament style. These guys have fun making fun of themselves and keep their passions for film and TV alive during this podcast. Tony's a film nerd, Joel is a music geek, and they aren't shy about their opinions. Listen to the Buffer Battle Podcast anywhere you download your podcast. I'm Mike Bridenstine, and I have listened to None Taken. The ad we've been doing for like two years on Brido's show, it's all based on an inside joke on our show, but it's for listeners that haven't listened oh. to our show yet. Okay. So the joke yeah. is we always start our show with, you know, somebody as listened. a guest, and yeah, and I've never listened to None Taken. And, right. and They're so, not going to get that. No, they've never got that. 
What an annoying <laughs> commercial. What a waste of time. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Neither of us did. <laughs> and then the whole thing ends with these guys fuck, which was like something I said once at the end of a recording, like spastically, like impulsively. Oh, you're not supposed to say I still think that's anymore. funny. All I right. like it when the girl says it. I, I, uh, hi, Victoria. This is the best. This is welcome to none taken. This is what none taken is like. <laughs> Wait, did we just do an ad? Is that what you're telling me? I, I think that's what I'm going to send him, and who knows? I mean, he's played that for the last two years. Why wouldn't he play this? This is more like what our show is. Thank you, Dustin and Alan. Those guys fuck. Thank you, Dustin and Alan. Those guys fuck. Now, here's the thrilling conclusion of Crystal, Maddie, John, and Jared. Please click follow. By the way, we were talking about just a second ago. I wrote it down. It has nothing to do with anything that we were talking about currently. But Jeb Bush, I think about him almost every day because when I, when my wife and I, when we say we're low energy, we say we're a little Jeb. We think it's funny. <laughs> that dude just thought he could run, just kind of half-ass it and be president. I think about that way too often. That that dude is just like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just be president. Anyway, we yeah. saw his brother do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, his, yeah. Yeah. His brother I, had I charisma. Yeah. But, yes. but Jeb has the same last the name. name. And nepotism yeah. works. Yeah. And Jeb, also, Jeb was his... Look... Go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry, Crystal. Well, I would say, you know when you're in a family and you look at your family members and you're like, well, that fucking guy did it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not he like knows he how dumb in his the family. Yeah. He grew right. up with him and was yeah. like, this fucking guy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hold my beer. I'm yeah. Like, hold my beer. W was the. Hold my beer. I'm about to be president. Yeah. <laughs> w was the fuck up. Jeb was supposed to be the one who was president first, w according to his dad. Like own a baseball team and drink beer. Yeah. And trade Sammy Sosa, as they would always say. I, yeah, according to the movie he W. He likes clean baseball. Yeah, he likes skinny Sammy Sosa. <laughs> Uh, but we mentioned Biden. Uh, do you think uh, passing the or pardoning weed? You guys aren't like, let's go Brandon anymore or, or what? Well, zero people are in federal prison for a simple possession of marijuana. Zero? So, Is it zero? Zero. The White House came out and said like, yeah, so we're going to do this, but also no one is incarcerated for this. <laughs> so it will do nothing. Is it that is true? Like smoke and mirrors to get positive like oh reactions. we're going to pardon everybody who's been hunting dinosaurs <laughs> pretty yeah. much pretty much yeah. damn brandon like there, got there us might again have been like one dude who was like wrongfully accused in alaska maybe but like that's it like that there's just like damn. One, guy, one guy got free this sounded yeah. like it was going to be a thing it's not yeah it's because no, most people I think who are like federally incarcerated for marijuana, it's not just possession. It's also, I think like um, intent to distribute and mm-hmm. other things like that. And that... they usually had a firearm with them. So they slapped that charge too. So like, yeah. you can't move weight without a gun. So like, None of them are getting. It. Oh, John, do you know anything about this? I don't, I've never. I feel like I'm in the talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know anything about it anyway. No, uh, I'm a son. Yeah, I was just in Humboldt. Like everybody oh. was talking about how much. I mean, Murder Mountain up there. It was. There was so much weed, but crazily enough, there were way more mushrooms than weed. I was like, Oh okay, my so, god. I was like, what? So everybody's just people were just like 
saying on the street, like there was a cop a block down and people were like, so I'm selling mushrooms. Does anybody want any? And I was over here like looking around like, uh, and a pa- I think the cops must be taking mushrooms up there too. Like everybody doesn't give a shit. Like weed is so low on the list of priorities nowadays, like up in like Northern California that they're just like, you mean mushrooms? mushrooms oh, wow. Okay. I just saw an article on MSNBC that was like, I don't know what the person did, but it was some sort of crime. And then they suspected while on magic mushrooms. I said magic mushrooms. I was like, tell me you're 50 without telling me you're 50. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Magic mushrooms. Smoking a jazz reefer. <laughs> I was I was reading an article. I mentioned this last week, but Vice did this whole is Vice UK, but they said that for younger people, booze isn't cool anymore, and that they think it's too expensive. They can't afford the hangover because of all their side hustles, and that ketamine, <laughs> mushrooms, and weed are very cool, but not booze. Yeah. As our young people correspondent, Maddie, you find that to be <laughs> true? Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I definitely know a lot of Instagram girlies who are like. I'm sober curious. I think it's the new bi curious. Sober, sober curious is the curious. term that they use in the thing. And I was oh like, what the God. fuck is that? Yeah. 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 They're like, okay, so kissing girls is out and not drinking booze is in. <laughs> okay. So, well, like not drinking booze was in like when you weren't able to drink booze. So like they're just going back to that. Is that what's going yeah. on? I yeah, just, I, yeah. I don't know. Like I'm, I mean, I don't drink and I also don't, so I, I'm, I'm clean and sober. Uh, but hell yeah, Maddie, you stay that way. That's right, Maddie. Uh, but I did that not because I was like, I can't afford the hangover. I did that because I was a horrible person. Same Z's. I was very mean and so fun to be around. So now I'm like a good time. You probably weren't. You were probably just Canadian. And they they were like, "Mm, she didn't say sorry. Yeah. I, uh, I just quit drinking uh but mostly because of the farting but um <laughs> can i say that i'm sober curious now because i yeah. do yeah i do eat weed gummies and then i have trouble paying attention to something yeah well if you take adderall you'll be fine there you go even yourself <laughs> add the adderall to the weed gummies. Yeah, you gotta- um, I'm, I'm, gonna- I'm actually microdosing positivity I'm like, not too much. Just like the little doses. I like <laughs> that for box. you. I think that's great for you. <laughs> I'm honestly really proud of you. Yeah. You're going <laughs> too much, actually. Too much positivity oh, right oh. now. Oh, back up, back up. Micro Dial it back, everybody. Dial it back. <laughs> I'm macro dosing negativity. Is that good for me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you took well, a god dose. So. Trust me. You're, you, you're you going to go, go far on the internet with that. You'll go far. Thank you. I ate shit at the Glendale room, and that's on uh, Friday, and I've been thinking about it ever since. Um, Judy Tenuta died. Anybody have any uh, Judy Tenuta love out there? Love um, her name. My wife name. Uh, one time was very sick, Kara Clank, and she – um, was sick for like a week, really bad, and then she watched a Judy Tenuta special, and it made her laugh so hard oh. that she felt better. And then she met Judy Tenuta one time and got to tell her that. Wow, that's so cool. And she said Judy Tenuta was very nice. That's fucking awesome. That's my hot take on Tenuta. There you go. <laughs> I-, I watched Tenuta her as a kid. She um she teased a man who was on like the Tonight Show with her, 
And then she's like, I could tell you liked me. And he's like, all you did was sit in my lap. And she goes, it's not my fault the dolphin was dancing. And I thought that that was so funny as a kid, <laughs> even though I didn't understand what it meant at that point. <laughs> and then later, I did understand what it meant. I still don't understand what it means. Today, it was today. He was like, when I repeated it, I understood. You know, as I'm saying it, she was talking about an erection. (laughs) Because when a dolphin, anyway, you have to, you have to know what both look like, right? (laughs) And at the time, you've never seen a dolphin. At the time, (laughs) I didn't get. Hadn't seen either. Explained it just now. I did I get a lot of. My, I've never thought of an erection as a dolphin ever. I mean, who has? Jude Come on, nah, when they get up on the top of the water and they're on their fin and they're dancing, that really reminds me of an erection. They do have a blowhole. Uh, I, <laughs> I right, didn't want to say guys it. Later. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I'll see you guys next time. Okay, uh, final question before song tournament. Wife's out of town. Wife hates horror movies, so Mike can watch a horror movie tonight. What uh, What should Mike watch? I've heard Barbarian is very good. Barbarian. Was a lot of fun. Okay. Yes. I, I loved Barbarian. I thought it was great. That's the one Speaking I Speaking of original IP. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in the theaters, though, Mike. Can oh. you can you do the $25 uh, in theaters rental? <sighs> oh, maybe I can. Let's see. Yeah, I have, a, I have an expensive TV. Let's see what it can do. Wife is out of town. Wife's out of town. Yeah. Mike can rent expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'll try that one. Okay. Just blame it on some friend. They came over and they bought this movie. No one's coming this far in the valley, John, but okay. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I want to close by doing song tournaments. Some of you have done it. Some of you have not. What I do is I take the top eight Billboard songs of a specific year, and I make them go head-to-head in a tournament against each other. I say, what song is better? And then we do a tournament of these next eight songs. The criteria for better is determined by the four of you, whatever you think in the moment. Tiebreaker, I guess, is me. So, 1997 is the year that I chose. I have not done 1997 yet. Very good year for me. Very good year for John Darnell. Very good year. I was born. There you go. That's why I chose it. 1997. Okay, the number one song. Of 1997 was Candle in the Wind. Uh, oh my God. 97. So that's the <laughs> Princess Diana version by Elton John. Is oh. everyone familiar with Candle in the Wind 1997 by Elton sure. John? Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. That's the one. Versus <laughs> the number eight song, Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. It <laughs> is. Come on. Does everyone know Return of the Mac? Oh, yes. Very yeah. Uh, okay, so Maddie, this <laughs> one he goes, but I do, but I do, do, do. Okay. Okay. That's I also think know. it's in a commercial. It's like in a commercial. So if you heard the first note, you would know what yeah. song Return it is. Return of the Mac. Yeah, it's it in a Big Mac Come on. Come on. Okay. By the way, Mark Morrison, British from Leicester, England, <laughs> from the same town uh, 
Logan, same town that uh, Mark Geary is from. This is the man who sings Return of the Mac. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Who says Candle in the Wind? Why do I keep saying the wind? Candle in the Wind, 1997. The wind? Candle in the Wind. I am eight years old. That was the remix. Candle in the Wind, 1997. Was that the Trick Daddy remix? You know what? Just because no one else... Just because no one else is going to say it's better, I'll say Candle in the Wind is better. Because I love songs about princesses dying. <laughs> okay. I was, was going to go Candle in the Wind just because I like Elton John. Oh, too. Okay. Who says Return of the Mac? Me, obviously. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Too. Okay, too. So wow. I as, oh, so what are the lines that we've drawn? <laughs> as a tiebreaker, I will say Solidarity, Return of the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> not on indigenous people's day what does that have to do with it nothing wakanda forever wakanda forever the number four versus five unbreak my heart by tony braxton is everybody oh. familiar with this yeah. one yeah i got that one yes. versus can't nobody hold me down by puff daddy and mace <laughs> this, I, I don't know if i know that one okay so it's well, oh, that's the that cover. One. It's uh, so it's. I mean, that's in the. It's in it. Too. The beat is yeah. the message by Grandmaster Flash. Okay, it's the one where mm-hmm. it's the one where Mace goes H A W A ah ah. Can you do that one more time? I think you cut out. <laughs> one of these days, we're gonna have to do the country music charts because that's you what missed I learned some of these years. It's all, all country songs. It's crazy. Shania oh, Twain yeah. was huge. That, um, have you guys heard that Shania Twain uh, house remix? No. No. Oh, but my I need God. to. I would it, be happy. It, it's it's a it's, uh, it's I, man. I feel like a woman, but like with a house beat, and it's so good. Let's go, girls. That's fun. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, it's I not bet, like that. It's like I bet that. Yeah. I bet that's that Brad a Pitt up. line is aging pretty well. Uh, <laughs> so, are you voting for "Unbreak what My you Heart"? Brad Pitt's not hot still. <laughs> so, so you're Brad, Brad Pitt. That don't impress me much. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Versus "Ma Dollar Sign E" featuring Puff Daddy. Wait, I missed the first song again. I already forgot it. Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton. Oh, yeah. I'm going with Unbreak My Heart. One for Unbreak My Heart. I am as well. Two for Unbreak My Heart. Three for Unbreak My Heart. I will, too, because that's the one I know. Tony Braxton (laughs) moves on to the next round. It's a really good, like, belted out in the bathtub sort of song, you know? Yeah. Really good. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Rom-com You can have your own rom-com moment in your apartment, just like to that song I mean, oh yeah that's crying in the shower kind of yeah. you know what's a fun thing to say about music every once in a while they don't make songs like that anymore mm. oh my god that's what i say when literally anything is played on my in my house i say this to my wife and she says stop saying that you know what this is a favorite a favorite thing among any black person is what you know about this song what you know about this person? And yeah. I can't. I like. <laughs> One of my favorite things that's ever been said to me is I was wearing a T-shirt and a man said to me, what you know about Austin 316? And I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, that's a bit strange. <laughs> it's my favorite thing that's ever been said about a shirt I was wearing. 
feel like that's your side of the line. That he... <laughs> I feel like it doesn't get much wider than Austin 316. Right. <laughs> but what you know about Austin 316 is my favorite thing. It happened in Echo Park at, outside of Mike Holmes's house. Wow. I did not know we had claimed Stone Cold. <laughs> Stone Cold, I guess. Stone Cold. I mean, black people love Ric Flair, so why not Stone? I, I know, but I didn't. I didn't know we had claimed. I did. I guess he. I guess he can. Okay. The number three versus six. We're back to Puff Daddy again. I'll be missing you by Puff Daddy. Oh my God! With Faith Evans featuring One Twelve. <laughs> So that is a police cover um, versus. Mm-hmm. So I'll be missing you by Puff Daddy versus. I believe I can fly by R. Kelly. <gasps> oh no! This is so wrong. Our I morality now comes into this. This is an ethical question. <laughs> What's a better song? This is, this is horrible. What is the better song? Anymore. I'm going to go with this song and say, I believe I can fly and just leave it at that. The thing is, the, the reason why I laughed as soon as you said the Puff Daddy song is because every time I hear that song, I can only think of him crazily dancing across the stage at like, what was it? Like the, yeah, him doing like some Chicago two-step. Like, it, it was wild. And I just died laughing because it's so funny. And so I was going to immediately, it was an immediate no to that song. But then you said R. Kelly, and then now I'm reading. I believe I can fly. But also, I, I also know every. I, the sky. Yeah. I mean, that came off I know Space every Jam. Word. I can't, I can't, I got to. I know John Rennell's voting for R. Kelly. Okay. Song. Every day we pray for you. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know all every the day of we songs. pray for you. Um, I'll be missing yeah. you. I mean, we can say a monster can make a good song. I mean, Michael Jackson probably molested all those kids, and I still like Michael Jackson's songs. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, if PYT I comes on, are you feel? Do you feel good about it? <laughs> PYT. I mean, it's it's a great song. I don't like the subject matter. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Because let's be clear, I only am attracted to much, much older women. Pretty Uh, old things. And I think that's like a really not creepy thing to say. Um, So if you have a MILF fetish, things are better for you now than ever before. Right. Totally. I got to go. I believe I can fly. Two. Okay. What? What was the instrument that the song started off with? It was like an oboe or not an oboe, maybe a clarinet. Of I believe I can fly. It was like yeah, I think it is. It played the melody like in the beginning, like I because I haven't listened to the song for so long for obvious reasons. So I just started to play it again in my mind, and it it starts off real subtle with like a clarinet. Yeah. And I started to get emotional, and I'm yeah. So I am gonna say I believe I can fly. Oh my god! Clean sweep. Clean sweep. I'm gonna do I believe I can fly, but like the everybody in a bar doing karaoke okay, All right. <laughs> okay. we got right, like found... the key yeah. 
Because we're not singing sang about it. Keith. Yeah, forgetting yeah. who sang it. We're just singing a song we've heard. You know? I am yeah. so it's proud like, of like all of you. Music. I'm choosing the sheet music and not the performance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I am so proud also, of all of you. This is like, I was waiting for a moment where people were like, and Louis C.K. was never funny. And it's just like. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, though, is that every now and then, because my husband is like a geek about music, he'll he'll let me know who wrote a song. And we're never talking about this when we're playing this game. And he told me there was a Whitney Houston song that's really good. Oh, I forget what it is now. But R. Kelly wrote it. Oh, and I didn't shit. know that. Yeah. And so that'll ruin your whole life if you start digging even deeper to like, not just who sang it, but who wrote it. So because of that fact, I feel like I am okay with picking this song, especially because none of this matters. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Look, the way you enjoy entertainment that was created by horrible people is just to make sure that you tell someone nearby that you know they're despicable. Yeah. <laughs> One person. I, I know this is by a bad person. And then you can just enjoy it without any guilt at all. Yeah. I look to you, uh, Crystal. I look to you as the name of the song. I look to you as the name, oh, of the Whitney Houston yes, song? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, yeah. Okay. The two versus seven. You were meant for me by Jewel. I think it's in a lot of commercials. Logan, do you know that one? Your face is... uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were meant for me, and I was meant for you. Yeah, I know. Versus the number seven, Don't Let Go by En Vogue. Yeah, that's (gasps) my pick right away. That's... Yeah. yeah. Hold me tight and don't let go. That's a great song. Don't let go. Have the right to lose control. Maddie, do you know it? No, you don't know it? Okay. I know the band En Vogue. They're the they kick ass. I love yeah. it. You heard it right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah. off with the, the little. Oh my god, it, it would blow your mind. It was too adult for me in '97, but I listened to it today, and I was like, this kind of fucking rips. Like, you know, all my yeah. aunts listened to it, so that was everywhere I went. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wrote down the lyrics, and now I to help me remember how it went, and it's like. Uh, what's it gonna be? Cause I can't pretend. Uh, don't you want to be more than? What's friend? it gonna be? That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's about chastity. It's about sex after marriage. Don't you wanna be? Yes, yes. Okay. Versus, you were meant for me by Jewel. So, which is a uh, not that great a song. So, En Vogue kind of blows it out of the water. Yeah, I'm going In Vogue. Oh. Wait, which was it? Uh, Crystal, did you say in Vogue? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clean, sweet, Maddie, or no? Nope. Uh, I think I might have to go for Jewel. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I just with like it. her weird little, her weird little teeth and her whole thing. I like her weird. <laughs> Although she's an anti-vaxer now, so I, I might have to switch. No, actually, Is I'm talking she? myself out of it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going for in Vogue. All I right. like any music. Just, that just to balance out Jules' yeah. anti-vax position, all of the members of En Vogue wore White Lives Matter t-shirts on stage at their last concert. No. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. I'm no. Kanye like, like, just dropped those t-shirts. I don't think they had a pre-release. Like <laughs> They all wore Balenciaga uh, mouth guards and had huge beards now. Uh, okay, round two. Round two. Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. Okay. Versus Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton. Ooh, that's awesome. Return of the Mac. Mm, come on. 
<laughs> I feel like if I'm at a party and all singing in our heads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if I'm at a party, I'm I get I'm gonna get hyped for return. But I don't think they're gonna play Unbreak My Heart at a party. They will not. They will not at a not at a party. <laughs> not at a party where they want you on the dance floor. No. Right. Uh ugh. Pure sadness or get on a dance floor. Unbreak My Heart feels to me like a song you listen to in your car while you eat. Arby's like it just feels <laughs> like a sad day so gotta yeah. go Return of the Mac yeah because see I'm gonna listen to Return of the Mac because I was listening to Unbreak My Heart see I was already crying oh it's a story that we're telling I'm, our, I'm telling a story now so after I'm going our heart is unbroken it's the Return of the Mac right <laughs> okay. I honest I'm gonna have to go with Unbreak My Heart only because um, I realize I well I I really have only listened to it in the car, um, not while eating Arby's because no I don't do that. But <laughs> nothing wrong but with beef and cheddars. I'm not. There's no judgment. It's just not happening in my car and not with me. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. But it's the reason is is that I I realize I have never put on Return of the Mac. It's always happened to me. And I've enjoyed it. Like I've been, I've submitted yeah. to it. You know what I mean? Like I just wow. lent and you know, but I've never chosen to play it. Ah. Whereas I have chosen to play Unbreak My my Heart many, many, okay. many times. You've, okay. Even happy or sad. So that's why for me. I don't yeah. know if I've ever played Return of the Mac on purpose. Think about it. Think about it. It's always happened to you. Right? I have played Unbreak My Heart, though. I will say. <laughs> I w- see? Wow. see? Now, if you, if you throw it at me like that, I'm trying to think if I've ever played play for Return of the Mac. Right. <laughs> I'm going to do it for Mark Morrison today. Yeah. I'll do it later today. Later I'm today. Gonna- <laughs> yeah. yeah I, used to, I used to work in catering, so I'm going to do... Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart because I've met Tony Braxton Ooh. at a Delta Sky Lounge when I was working there as a fill-in waiter, busser person at the Delta Sky Lounge at LAX. Nice. Um, and every other time I've ever heard Return to the Mac, because now it's playing in my head finally, um, yeah. <laughs> was at weddings that I was working as a yes. caterer for. Uh, yes. So, and that was also song. the time of the night where everybody was really drunk and all of the old men started kind of getting a little handsy. Oh, no. So, yeah. Those old men. I <laughs> they just let people Braxton work without putting their lovely. hands on them. She was so <laughs> lovely. Was she like 4'11"? I hear she's like 4'11". Yeah. Tony Braxton? All very small. Very she is the she's the winner of uh, the 1994 song tournament with Breathe Again. I just so you oh. know, Tony Braxton has won oh. one of these. Nice. So, does anybody sing Return of the Mac? I was, but I think I'm losing. Okay, I mean, I, I said it earlier too. I said it too. Oh wait, is it two to did, did John? You said Return of the Mac. I did say Return of the Mac. I did. Oh, I it's did. two to two. That's up to you now, Mike. Fuck. <laughs> This time it's women versus men, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I like these lines. I like these lines. At least they're different lines. Man. Um... I'm, I'm wondering which one Mandy and I will be together on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a... 
Tony Braxton's won one before. I'm going to put Mark Morrison in the in the finals. All Return right, to the Mac. The underdog, okay. baby. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, I'm going to put Return to the Mac in the finals. Okay, who will Lester England's favorite black R&B singer be facing <laughs> in the finals? I believe I can fly by R. Kelly. The sheet music. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or Don't Let Go by En Vogue. Don't Let Go. Yeah, I don't get so go. hyped for Don't Let Go. I really do. I can't even act like I yeah. don't. Again, that was everywhere I went. You know in that what? En Vogue has won for uh, My Love and You're Never Gonna Get It in 1992. That's This is fun. So I will. Wonderful. Yeah, but. But Maddie doesn't know this song, do you? No. Not that I can think of. How can we get Somebody you this play song? It. Yeah. Can you play sure. it? Sure. I'll play I'll it. turn my mic off and I'll I'll listen to it really fast. This, okay, yeah. That guitar riff, get get yeah. ready to wet your pants. I want to see. Oh, this is one of those twenty-five-year-old listens reaction videos oh, really? that we all yeah, love. To yeah, see. right. <laughs> when Phil Collins gets to the drums. Yeah. <laughs> those videos are full of shit. I right? know they it's are. Always like someone they going, have to be. Whoa. Yeah, and like, yeah. Wait, so play it. I want to see your reaction in real time. Okay, I'm playing it. Okay. Okay. It's good so far. Yes, it is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's really full. <laughs> it's really full? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Full bodied. Yeah, it's yeah. a full bodied. <laughs> oh! Yeah. Mm. <laughs> she ain't pretending no more. She ain't pretending. <laughs> okay, I'm voting for this one. Oh, this yes. <laughs> now put on. Seconds in. I already love it. This yeah. is already my favorite song. Okay. Oh man, in vogue. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. No, I love. I love that. I love. Uh, how can I vote against that one? Right. Because and, and look at the look at them on the cover. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're great. It doesn't bother you now that they are fully bearded and they have White Lives Matter shirts. <laughs> Maddie, fashion. later on, Peak go fashion. watch the music video. The music video is good. I oh, think. I bet. I yeah. love music videos from that time. Yeah, okay. It's a VH1 type. It yeah. always played on VH1. That was a VH1. On that was a VH1 yeah. banger. Yeah. It was yeah. also on BET. VH1 is yeah. where they put Michael Bolton and Kenny G and shit. And then uh, <laughs> and MTV was for the kids. Um, Michael Bolton didn't get a lot of play on BET. <laughs> <laughs> well, even though he sings all songs originally written by black artists yeah it's true no, he, he had like, a lot of originals when I'm, a man loves a woman he had a couple yeah. songs that were hits that were... by the way i watched a kenny g hbo documentary and it made me kind of appreciate him and i don't know what to do with that information <sighs> okay that's a whole genre of documentary now remember how you thought this guy was total bullshit Turns out he is a talented person who worked hard. That's well, what I mean. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. you got to be talented if you're the only sax player that's like someone knows. He's the, <laughs> he's the only sax. He's the only jazz sax player. Yeah. Have um, you watched like a jazz, like watched a jazz soloist recently? Because it always to me looks like like somebody pretending to play sax even if like i saw kenny g live and it always looks like an snl sketch i'm like what is what is this <laughs> and i can't 
I can never take it. I literally just laughed out loud the entire performance. You got to do that on stage. <laughs> yeah, you got to That's sell really it, right? funny. It's it. a great bit. <laughs> Why do they do that? Yeah. Like someone lip syncing, but with an instrument. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Who invented the saxophone move? When? Why do they all do it? If anything, it makes it harder. You know, you gotta like if you were stationary and blowing. Right. They also have to be Lisa Simpson in the Simpsons like uh, oh, opening yeah. credit. Yeah, and it's got to make it harder for the audience to hear it if you're moving it all over the place. You know, it's just... no, because they got it all mic'd up and it sounds crisp. I don't know what they're doing. It's it does it's not natural is what it is. <laughs> there is a jazz place in the valley called like baked potato or something that I want to go to, but I but oh, it was yeah, I've been there. Uh, it's been really true. fun. Is yeah, it the music's the music's awesome. Okay. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was but it was like whenever I remember it, I for like it I'll look and it'll be sold out. Anyway. I gotta remember in the future. Okay, so who is saying En Vogue? Clean sweep for En Vogue? Yes. En Vogue. Okay. <laughs> Even font. though it was the sheet music, I yeah. still. That's that's not R. Kelly's best song, in my opinion. That's not. Remix to Ignition. Thanks. It is. That is his best song. <laughs> the finals for 1997 are Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison, who barely squeaked wow. by. This is wow. an eight versus seven matchup. Wow. Versus Don't Let Go by En Vogue. Before we just give it to En Vogue. <laughs> Wait a second. You didn't hear what I was going to say. Does anybody want to make an argument for Mark Morrison returning as a Mac? I just want to listen to the En Vogue song just to listen to it. Right. Yeah. I'm, I can't go against En Vogue. I can't. It's just, it's blasphemy. <laughs> if one of my aunts heard this, no. Wait, sorry. There you go. Return of the Mac. <laughs> this is the year you were born. I think it might have been made to the song. There you go. Ah. <laughs> <It> probably <laughs> might have been. <laughs> and it's definitely conceiving music. Yeah. They don't make them like this anymore. Uh, who is going to say Mark Morrison? <laughs> Clearly nobody. <laughs> Bit of an I might have to go Mark Morrison because I think... It's why I'm here. There you go. <laughs> Maddie would not so, exist. I think I owe my life to Return of the Mac. But what? are you happy about that? I life? need to meet your parents. <laughs> <laughs> Who are Maddie's parents? Lisa and Simon are really cool, actually. Wholeheartedly that this is how she was conceived. <laughs> I think so. Wouldn't you rather that they, your parents did it to this En Vogue song, though? Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I that invoke so. song was probably very powerful sex. That was powerful. yeah. That's yeah, get, yeah, that's yeah. get someone pregnant like windows open on a beach. Uh, yeah, true, true. I feel like the guy fucking to return to the Mac is trying to do all kinds of like moves and swirling his penis around. And it's oh, like yeah. you don't need to do oh, all that. God, bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is for the guy's performance. Yeah, like yeah. the yeah. guy's trying to do too much. My dad yeah. does have flair, so that's why I think uh... this is more like your dad's God. vibe. Yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. He's a swirling dick, man. We can, we can, we can honestly guarantee that if they did it to this song, your mom didn't come. I'm so sorry. Oh I no, I'm Maddie's mother. Uh, 
You know, I mean, great... imagine being able, being a woman and like having sex with a man to this song. No, I'm not. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's a great question for your parents. You know, hey, when you guys yeah, had yeah. the sex that conceived me, did mom come? <laughs> <laughs> It matters, I'll you know. Ask next weekend when I see them, yes. I and went to. Us, I'll, I'll, I would like to know what the answer is. I went <laughs> to a wedding with with. I went to a wedding. I'm going to say the chances of you knowing both people in the wedding are seventy to eighty percent. And the the mother of the bride spoke and talked about how, the sex that was had at her conception and how good no. it was. <gasps> and I was just like, it was wild. And it was, uh, yeah. Uh, the sex was wild or the speech? The speech <laughs> caught the me off guard. Had at the wedding, right after she said that. That was, like, <laughs> that was the answer to what happened to hippies? That was that speech. I don't know what it is about wedding speeches that make people vomit up every secret thought they've had about their loved ones. Like, mm. it's like... <laughs> It's like it's like a Freudian monologue every time. Yeah, I've seen some bad ones. I've seen some really bad. Yeah. Ones. Did you prepare a monologue? Yes, I am. Uh, this is called wedding speech. Uh, Brooks, you were at my wedding, Jared. Brooks Whelan told everyone there to suck his dick in a microphone. Uh, yeah. One time, my brother began a best man speech. Brad and I have been through a lot of shit together. And I was like, wow, poetry. <laughs> this should be profound. He was also like 21 when he gave it. Yeah, no good. Yeah. You had like someone a, young... a little older. Yeah. yeah. A right out of college wedding. No thank you to, <laughs> to handing microphones to any of them. Just started so drinking. Here's a microphone. <laughs> yeah. We want your thoughts. Yeah, give they us your... thing in, I don't know if you guys had this uh, at your uh, colleges, but they do the, they did this thing at uh, my school where it's called pinnings. It's like your senior year of college. If you've been date, if you're in a yeah. sorority, in a sorority, yeah, and you've been dating for a while, the fraternity guy gives his pin to the sorority girl. Yeah, and it's basically like a mock wedding. Yeah, and oh my god, did I ruin? a pinning for one of my best friends <laughs> in school. And uh, I got very drunk, very drunk. And I just, I don't even remember it, but I saw a video of it and it was just me being like, I remember when you guys would come into our dorm and kick me out and you'll be fucking. And I'd be in the hallway. And <laughs> like, what else would the speeches be about? In fairness, yeah. like that's, you have no life experiences. All you have is uh, you guys were fucking. I was in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> ruining a ruining a ruining a pinning sounds like a badge of pride. That's something yeah. that, that needed to happen. And they better. didn't stay together after school. So, yeah. and honestly, we, I think she's better off. We had that in college and the, like the punishment the, the a guy couldn't just use it because like um like guys would just use it all the time or whatever. So they had to get, like, there'd be dudes getting thrown into the river on campus, like naked and they'd have to run back. But the, but dudes would always do it. If they thought the girl was going to break up with them, it was never like a legit <laughs> thing. It was always like a last resort. She's going to break up with me thing. Yeah, and it was, yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. 
because yeah. nobody's brain is completely formed and no. and nothing is real in college. And you've been spending the last four years probably drunk because you're in a fraternity. <laughs> a child. When I look yeah. at college kids now, I'm like, look at these little babies. Have you been to like a USC game? They're like look like eighth graders to me. I don't yeah. Know. yeah, they 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 are. They basically still have the brains of eighth graders. Yeah. I knew my brain was done maturing when I walked into an Urban Outfitters, which like my wardrobe used to consistently like like only consist of Urban or Urban Outfitters, and I walked in there recently and I looked around and I went. Oh, I would wear none of this. This all looks yeah. like lingerie. And where is the coverage? And aren't you cold? And then oh, I, I felt my frontal lobe finish forming. The music is so loud in this bar. Right, you know exactly. Yeah, I had the talking same, about the music, you know you're old. I had the same experience. I walked into an Urban Outfitters entire rack of White Lives Matter t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was said, like, I'll buy it no for thanks. In Vogue. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> I have and to, the children I'm, were still finished making them. <laughs> Wait, I have to break up with you now, Brido. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, I mean, basically. Yeah. What do you want to plug, Jared? Uh, yeah, go on the Glass Cannon Network and watch me play tabletop role-playing games with uh, comedians and actors. Hell yeah, buddy. That's it. Okay. I'll get I everybody else's all. plugs on. Thank you, I Jared. love you all. It's a romantic love. See you later. It's a rom-com. <laughs> John, what do you want to plug? Uh, well, I first want to find out if In Vogue officially... Oh, my God. The winner for 1997 oh, yeah. is yeah. Don't Let Go by In Vogue. Ooh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Because I, I wasn't going to be able to sleep if I didn't know who was the champion. I, I thought it was assumed, but you're right. I did not say. We didn't make it official. We got into Maddie's parents and their conceiving of We her. talked a lot about Maddie's parents fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got off the rails. We really did. What song did Maddie's parents fuck to? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it became a different tournament. Uh, what do you want to plug, though? Oh, yeah, let's uh, let's plug, uh, I guess, you know, the podcast IMD Weed, you know, when we smoke weed and talk about movies, you know, why not? And then uh, I will also be traveling up to Redding, California here soon. Uh, nothing like doing a weekend up there, and hopefully I don't get lost in Murder Mountain. So There you go. <laughs> I'm going to find some weed, though, damn it. I'm going to find some weed. Crystal Adams, where can people find you? Uh, my website, crystaladams.com, and my album, Ain't I Want That? Hell yeah. Most places that you can listen to albums. There you go. <laughs> Maddie. Madeline, as her name is on this thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, follow me on Instagram, at maddiecollins.haha. And, uh, yeah, I don't have really anything else to plug. I just was at Savage Henry, so that was the only other date that I had. So, yeah. Just at... Flagship at the Glendale Room, also. Yeah, also that. It was super fun. There you go. I'll call it Flagship, actually. Yeah. (laughs) People should come out. It's actually a really fun time. Thank you. Thank you. And so is Microdose. Thank you. Microdose. John's on Microdose. Wait, when are you? You were on it last week. Never mind. You were on Crystal was on one of them, and then oh, she Crystal's on Microdose, and then Crystal was gonna do Flagship, but then Crystal had to go to your out of the country yeah. i mean no out of no another state yes if i rebooked you yeah. hit me up i'll if you want to do a friday or something i'll be back in november yes okay all right this will be up friday thank you very much everybody this was a good group thank you, thank you so much right. bye, bye. bye. It's time to be real be real yeah 
It's Crystal Maddie John Jared. I'll tag them all on Twitter and Instagram. Go give everybody a follow on social media. I assure you, they want you to follow them on social media. Follow them all on Be Real. They say word of mouth is the best form of advertising. If you like this show at all, please tell people. Thank you for listening. R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan.